1: This is Aaron Ross, co-CEO of Predictable Revenue, the outbound success company based in Pacific Palisades. You do have to know how to stand your ground in certain areas and know again yeah. the boundaries thing. Yeah. And I don't think I had, uh, I was better about, like at Salesforce, I was really good about encouraging people. Um, I wasn't as good about holding, I could hold them accountable, but I think what I've learned over the last few years too is when um, people feel like they can't do it, but then you you do, you know, you believe they can and- putting them in an uncomfortable position where they have to, you know, get, make that leap. Right. Where it's not too easy. Yeah. Cause we see that with our, honestly with our kids too. Yeah. There's a lot of this, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, I mean, you can, we just need to help you yeah. take the next step. And
0: My high school journalism teacher forced me to call celebrities and movie production companies to, I was a features editor and I was terrified. And because, but she knew I could do it yeah. and I could do it. But I, I didn't know that at the time, of course. And um, because she legit forced me to do it, it was part of the initial steps to become the entrepreneur I am today. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Our 15-year-old daughter, you know, last summer she had this project. She was going to make a purse out of leather. And I don't remember, she, had, she, she procrastinates like probably everybody, honestly. Yeah. And um, I remember after two months or something, I'm like, okay, look, it's time for you to do, do the damn purse. I don't think yeah. I actually said damn, but might have. I mean, there's a lot of swearing in our house, by the way. <laughs> my, my wife and the older kids like to swear at each other. I think it's more like banter. Um, just, there is a lot of like fuck this and that, and, <laughs> but I said, look, okay, what about this. I'm turning your social media off because we use this thing called Circle at home because kids were, and when you get your purse done, you could you could get your Instagram back, right? Which is like life threatening to a 50 year old. Like, yeah. uh, what's the big th- honestly? What's the big deal with Instagram? Is mostly uh so. <laughs> <laughs> and she bitched and moaned and she, you know, just like, oh my God, I can't do it. I tried. I don't have the right sewing machine. I'm like, we'll get a hand sewing thing, all right? I can't do that. I don't have the, you know, we don't have the needles. They're not strong enough for the, all these excuses, yeah. all, excuse after excuse after excuse. I'm like, well, look, I'm happy to get you the right needles, but social media is off until you get it done. Uh, and finally, she, I don't know, caved in and just like did it. All right. Yeah. And then even then it was this. I bent this needle of my thumb hurts and just this almost like, like poor me. Why can't you help? I don't know what this, these, um, all these, uh, I don't know, but she did it. Right. Yeah. And she, and I know she's, she's way more capable than she. So that was a case where like, I knew she could do it. I know. I had no question about it. And she yeah. just had her own issues and yeah. fears. Like we all do. We all do. Yeah. We all do. Everyone does. I, everyone, even today, you never outgrow them. Yeah. They're just new ones.
0: Even Richard Branson has them. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, and I just, that was, I know for her, it's a motivator. It was, and like, that was a simple one.
0: Yeah, Yeah. no, and it's great. I love what you said. It's, it's the, it's the belief we hold. I never heard it put in that way, but I do believe in the concept and just, it's just great. It's very empowering.
1: I mean, you can be successful there's no one way you can be successful as an asshole. You can be successful as a nice person. Either way, you do need to do the work. You need to just get your ass in motion and you need to know how to, like when to be allowing and accepting people and when to set boundaries, just people, you know.
2: This is Will Africano, one of the founders of Narbox, which is a rugged backup device for content creators who prefer to travel without a laptop. We're in Santa Monica. I think that the one thing that people underestimate is the amount, the amount of interaction that you need to have with your customers. And the first time around, it blew me away and the second time on Kickstarter, I was actually maybe overprepared prepared for like <laughs> the amount of messaging. I mean, we have a full time customer support representative here, but still I expected a lot more interaction. I think it was just because their product was really good. There weren't a lot of questions. Yeah. And it was our second time. So it was like, yeah, we get it. We understand what you're going for. But if it's your first time, for sure, like you're going to be overwhelmed with how much you need to answer every message, honestly, whether or not, If they're asking for features and it's not something you've planned in your development, don't say you're going to give it to someone. Yeah. That's, that's my tip.
0: That's the kiss of death. I can only imagine.
2: But people do it a lot.
0: You have a question, Tatiana. Now I just, I'm trying to think of like the train wreck that that could be of somebody saying like waiting for the shipment and then saying you didn't have the upload to the,
2: to the thing. And they said they would. And this is how I think I could see it going is customer like all of a sudden overnight, you have 500 customers talking to you. And a lot of them, you know, one of them saying, can I do this? And you go and you kind of ask like your engineering team really fast. Hey, can I do this? And they're like, of course, yeah, it can do that. It could do that. Yeah. Whether or not you're planning on having it do that is another question. But right. yeah, it could do that. Yes, it can do that. Back to the people on the Kickstarter, customer <laughs> one who asked you if it could do that. So And then
0: you're dealing with the bugs that are eventually yeah. gonna come or up just to you. Just and then the you threw in a yeah. your
2: product that you know, and we just we just started being really honest. Anytime we got asked, no, it cannot do that is one of the answers we say <laughs> a lot of times.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: Don't buy it if you think it's going to do that.
0: <laughs> so you're an L.A. tech company. So here's some L.A. tech questions. I don't know what's off limits, but we have a brilliant editor, Adam, who could cut out anything you don't feel like talking about. So um, very easy questions, though. Uh, one is you've raised money. Are you able to share how much you've raised?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. So our series A was was a public you could go check it out. It's on public domain. So that's, and there was in some LA press. So it was 8.5.
0: And then, and you said you have, I think you said you have 22 people now. Yeah. Tw- 20, Moza? 21. Oh, 21. Yeah. Oh, I like how you're like, yeah. yeah. She's like, no.
2: I'm I was just keeping you. it going.
0: Yeah. It could yeah. change. It Is could be it?
2: 22 tomorrow. I
0: mean, I am sitting here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and then, uh, what resources have you guys accessed here in LA Tech in the community to help accelerate the company forward?
2: I mean, the, the, one of the best reasons to be in L.A. is just the uh, talent pool for engineering. I mean, there's just so many talented engineers. And we've we've worked with General Assembly. We've worked with um, a lot of the recruiters are really talented around here. Um, and I think it's like the tech scene's really grown a lot with Snapchat and some others. And we haven't hired anybody out of there. But I think it's attracted a good uh, talent pool yeah. that normally, you know, you'd think just Bay Area and that's the only place you can get that. Um, but no, I think we've had very, I don't think we've had any problems around here. And I think one of the best sides of LA versus the Bay Area is just the talent that is also interested in, um, in photography and videography and, and that creative class.
3: Hey guys, I'm Kate Shaw. I'm the director of growth and marketing at Sphinx. And you can find Sphinx at shopsphinx.com. Sphinx is a three-in-one travel razor for women that allows you to shave anytime, anywhere. We are located in Canoga Park. We are a small team, about 10. And how long has the company existed? The company actually um, started in 2014 with a mm-hmm. Kickstarter yeah. that blew itself out of the water. Yeah. I don't know if that's how you say that term. Um, but it really, really got its start in about a year ago, um, in 2017. Two things happened. One, um the 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 company decided to have a a reiteration or like a v3 of the razor yeah. they just like worked yeah. out every kink product was absolutely perfect and they're like all right this this is good stuff yeah. you know um and they actually did a um like a sales conference a b2b sales conference yeah. in like last summer and overnight got picked up at like Every single amazing retailer. So now Sphinx is available at 3,000 retailers nationwide, including Ulta, Revolve, Anthropology, um, Urban Outfitters, Forever 21, the list goes on. And uh, yeah, so it was just that this was like dope. crazy. Yeah. And so then that happened last July. B2B business just, you know, f- it was flying off the shelves um, and they sort of paused on um, B2C. And until they could get their head above water, um, making sure that they were taking care of B2B amazingly. And then um, about, you know, early like Q1 of 2018, they decided to refocus um, some energy on B2C and they brought me in. So
0: I think it's it's a really interesting perspective. Well, one thing I'll ask for is a funded or or self-funded seed round seed round. Yeah. Um, One one thing really interesting perspective that I hadn't heard in episodes, at least not any time recent was it does sound like a very stable game plan to go B2B and then B2C because B2C is a harder sale and not as much money and B2B is bigger and fewer accounts. I I think that's something that a lot of, you know, listeners now should take into consideration in building their companies. If they do have a product that works like that, where they could have business to business customers and then later go to consumer.
3: This is um, safer. Yeah. So I've seen a few companies who, Um, well, let me take a step back. I think in the, we are LA tech community, we all want these like B2C super sexy success stories. And sometimes that, that like flash to your friend's success story isn't what actually makes a sustainable and healthy business. And so to your point, B2B might be the route for a lot of, um, a lot of brands. And I've seen, um, I've seen some brands fail with that. I saw some, um, I was, um, involved on a project with the B2B mm-hmm. yeah I was actually involved with a project two projects um, two startups in the LA community who I still love them but they um, they tried to do the B2B route and yeah. they were um, they were software as a service yeah. and um, it didn't work out so well they had some major major brands on yeah. board as clients yeah but just somehow it just wasn't working and it, they had that's yeah. some, um, specifics for each of those companies that made that a little bit challenging it's, um, it's a good reminder that there's not one path that fits all. Oh, for sure. No. Yeah. And yeah, I've definitely seen, especially like software as a service, I've seen that fail. But interestingly enough, on the um, on the consumer packaged goods or just the, the actual tangible goods in general, that seems to fare a little bit better with um, B2B. I don't know.
0: Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events job opportunities and even housing go to wearelatech.com slash community we'll take you straight there that's wearelatech.com slash community the best business resource i have is my mentor's private facebook group i've never found a community that cares more about one another's success It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created getpodcastlisteners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out getpodcastlisteners.com. That's getpodcastlisteners.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Isfri Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo.
2: Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll.
0: Community spotlight coordination by Anna Fribe. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.